0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another uh, edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here again by high school sports guru, sports guru Noah Glosson. Plenty of great games we went to over the week, and I know you all heard us on our Twitter space last podcast on Friday evening. Now we're back and looking ahead to this week, but first, before we do, I know the first question I've been asked, we want to ask too, is the Bay Valley Athletic League
1: officially back on the map? I think it's a big question. Definitely uh, we have to ask ourselves with all the talent they got. We saw Pittsburgh roll over Bethel. We saw Heritage, De- Devin Rivers, just the, the Fresno State commit just rolled over Dublin with three touchdowns. Um, this I think this league is back so far. Antioch just absolutely erupted over Monta Vista. Charles Brown Jr. put up a performance for the ages with 289 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. I, I think it's safe to say this, this league is back. Also to mention, um, Liberty won their game fifty-six to nothing. The Bay Valley Athletic League is back for sure.
0: Yes, it is. And the headliner of it, we all know Pittsburgh's been great for years. The class of the I guess East County for a long time. What they did against Bethel, no surprise with the talent Pitts got but Antioch. Kind of head coaching debuts going there. Johnny Millard did. Really great defensive coach, too. He showed that a foothill these last couple of years, winning the league titles, going to an NCS championship. But Antioch putting up 57 points on, in Brett Dudley's first game. But how about Charles Brown Jr., the transfer from Pitt, first game of the senior year, first game in Antioch, 30 carries, 289 yards, three touchdowns. Also had a pick. He said he was hoping to get maybe five touchdowns and 300 yards, but they did get 50 plus points and they won the game. and that's just Charles Brown Jr. He's not the only guy in that backfield that's standing out there. you got the junior, Elijah Stanley. He had 110 yards and a touchdown on 20 carries. Ran the ball over 50 times as a team in this game and just gassed the Mustangs for 57 points on the road. Antioch made, perhaps you could say, the biggest statement in the Bay Area going
1: into week two. Absolutely. Antioch, we know Brett Dunley, they have a good tradition there. Brett Dunley has been the offensive coordinator for some time. He coached Najee Harris and many other great backs. We know they have a good lineage of running backs out there. Elijah Stingley really proved that he can step it up, and he will be the lead back next year. Uh, Charles Brown Jr., he's fit great ever since he transferred to Pitt. Um, And I really think that Brett Dunley makes a good fit as, as, as the head coach here. They made it to the D1 playoffs last year, NCS. They lost in the first round of Clayton Valley, but I think they made a statement here that they are not to be taken lightly at all. And it's honestly no surprise that they really just rolled over um, Monte Vista in such a fashion, given how explosive that offense is. Charles Brown Jr., first team all Bay Area, first team all BBAL. He's just unbelievable. Yeah, what does this mean for Antioch going into week two, but also the rest of this season? I think what it means is that they're, um, they're going to be a contender for the number two spot. I, I know Pittsburgh, like I've said before, from a raw talent perspective, they, they're the best in the Bay Area. And maybe even NorCal, even all the commits they have or on all the Division One prospects. But I think this league showing, this non-league showing, is going to be impressive too. You have Vintage, you go over to Rockland, who is the, you, um, you host Rockland and Cal. And Marin Catholic, that one's is going to be a good one on the twenty third of September, and then it's league play, and they kind of close it out on the road at home against Pittsburgh. That's going to be a fun one to watch on November fourth. That's going to be a fireworks show.
0: Yeah, there's so many great games in that league this year. You got, I think that league slate's going to be awesome. That non-league slate. So you look ahead to some of these games this week. Heritage goes to Granada. They're the leader in the game of the week voting right now. Deer Valley plays at St. Mary's Berkeley on Saturday afternoon. Antioch's got vintage. Liberty goes out to Los Gatos. Pitts playing in the Honor Bowl in San Diego against Liberty from Nevada. Freedom travels to El Cerrito. And a lot of these BVL teams, yes, Deer Valley lost. First game under a new head coach playing a Northgate team that won its league last year, though. Freedom playing Marin Catholic. Freedom loses that game, but Marin Catholic coming off a state title. A lot of pieces back. Still showed problems, though. Samaje Featherstone, a D1 prospect, five catches, 106 yards, of touchdown. Herschel Turner, junior, is only a junior. He's got 18 carries, 90 yards, and three touchdowns in that game. Then just going through the rest of that league. Pittsburgh, everybody stood out. They need to get a lot of snaps to put up 59 points. Meanwhile, Liberty, 56, Enoaks, nothing. Nate Bell, 10 of 13, 250 yards, three touchdowns. But another 113 rushing yards on a touchdown. Meanwhile, sophomore Jamar Searcy had four carries for 85 yards. And Deuce Carr, a really good cornerback, rated a two-star right now, had three catches for 112 yards and two touchdowns. I think the BVAL coaches, they got the players they got this year, is going to move up into one of those top leagues again, I think, in the Bay Area from top to bottom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Liberty and Antioch are really going to be fighting for that number two spot. We saw what Nate Bell does. His athleticism. He's the hard worker in the weight room. Um, he's able to extend plays, escape the pocket well. He he had over uh, three hundred sixty-three all-purpose yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Liberty uh, with that culture, they've they've had that tradition. Ryan Partridge, Lindro State title. Now he's the receivers coach at UMass Amherst. He. I think with this tradition, they can definitely be a good playoff contender. I know they were kind of developing last season, but uh, Mike Cable, I think, is heading in the right direction with this team.
0: Yeah, last year you had a lot of youth next tonight, Bell. It was tough when you have got a three-month offseason. Now they had a full one with the new head coach. They're looking really good. So is that whole league. But also, any other takeaways? You've got any storylines you're, look- you're looking forward to after week one going into week two that we need to talk about?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the big one is uh, the national televised game, uh, Sarah and De La Salle. Sarah just defeated, went on the road to an intimidating atmosphere and environment in, in Folsom, and they won 17 to 12. Uh, guys were dropping like flies. Danny Neo got hurt and so many others. But Patrick Walsh, his grittiness in crunch time. That That is impressive. That's some of the best coaching he's had his entire career, and that says a lot about him. In terms of Bay Area football history, he's one of the best head coaches there will ever be. Uh, his grittiness, his genius coaching, Sarah's fortitude, it says it all about how good of a program Sarah is, and they deserve to win that game. When it came down to the final minutes, uh, they were prepared. That was a tough, tough game, but Patrick Walls proved once again why he's an amazing coach, and – that was one of the gutsiest performances he's ever put up.
0: Yeah, for him to adapt like he does, right? He's just shown it last year. I know he mentioned on Friday night, just losing Hassan Mahassen early last year. They still go to a state championship, the open division, nonetheless, right? The way they get the nod over all these other powers, like a Folsom and La LaSalle, says a lot. They beat St. Francis still with Hassan gone. What he's done in the offense he ran on Friday night in Folsom tough trip up there right especially from san mateo it's tough enough to make it from part to the east bay from a little more pleasant you got to make that from san mateo that's a long trip especially traffic everything else his coaching style what greg said that segment of the weekend like you just mentioned was maybe the best coaching performance of his career running the clayton valley type offense getting that gritty one alex atkins gets a big time fumble recovery in the end zone there Seal that game 17 to 12. They had a safety there at the end, a great time management decision there, too. Really only gave up 10 points. That safety was just one of those last second things to not give Folsom a chance. That's going to be a good one, though, on ESPNU this weekend. What are you looking forward to
1: when they will host Saturday, 8 PM Friday? It's really going to be uh, the head coaches. I know, I believe Patrick Walsh is from a dayless salary coach there. I'm not quite sure, but he does. He's returning there for the first time in six years. Um, him and Justin Alenbaugh are two very uh, well-minded coaches, uh, football savants. They are going to be – it's really going to be a coaching matchup, I, especially what we just saw last week, uh, how Dallas How runs this year effectively against that tough Sarah defense, how Sarah operates in the pass, the rush. Um, injuries are going to be a key part we saw, and even I saw in last week's My Game, a lot of injuries are in that game I saw. Like people were dropping like flies, not as much as the uh, Folsom game, but quite – effectively. So that game is going to be really just solidified. Who's the best team in NorCal. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah. It's crazy to think, but early week two matchup could be the game
0: that decides NorCal open division in those stakes. Obviously you still got to play playoffs. So a lot can happen in the CCS NCS. They will still got to play Folsom later this season. A lot can change still but a big matchup. That's going to determine those stakes that's going to be good. The line play with Derek Thompson, Cooper Power, Sarah's got Ryan Silver and all those guys. Both teams have great tight ends. Seamus martin has got over 10 offers. You've got Cooper Flanagan going to Notre Dame from De La Salle. There's a lot to like. Some other stories I'd love to go over, too, is just saw him this weekend. I think he's the biggest sleeper prospect in the Bay Area. Maybe Northern California just bumped up to his rating this weekend with Catapult, too, but. Nate Carpe Brody, a senior running back, 200 yards, just 10 carries. He was only maybe 70% healthy. Not He was banged up going into this one. Clocked in at 21.23 miles per hour in a catapult wearable vest. The fastest time we've recorded in North Orcal this year. Get on him. He can play Division One football, FCS, FBS, whatever you want. That's the one guy. Another one, too, we have to talk about. Freshman quarterback or reared Michael Mitchell, Jr., his debut, his first-ever varsity game was his also first-ever high school start. Plays a really good Granada team. He completed 15 of 21 passes in this one, 340 yards in three touchdowns. We're going to put over 30 points up on the board against Granada. He's got some really talented guys on defense, a well-coached defense there, too, with Fabian Franco winning that defensive unit. the What
1: Michael Mitchell did shows you national prospect all the way yeah absolutely he's one of the best in the class 26 uh Granada and Reardon we've talked about before they're probably two of the best improved teams in the Bay Area uh it did look like uh, Granada um did keep it close early but then uh they just ran away um Reardon ran away with it coach Jadier Ravapati terrific mining coach helped lead men left into a state title this is a um yeah this is a well coached unit they made some mistakes but It's only week one. No team is perfect in week one, especially not with a freshman leading the way. Um, Yeah, so we're going to see a lot of Reardon, and I think they're stealing his top three team in the WCAL, honestly. I think so, too. What they just showed, they've got to be up there. with The Sayers and
0: St. Francis. I know the Bellarmine will get into that match in a second. What on Dickey did against Bellarmine, down 20 points. Dicky, all of a sudden, he and that offensive men in of the laughter and put up 48 points, won that game by 14. He's going down 20 to 20 by 14. That's a 34 points win in that game after going down big. Is Jerrion Dickey the best receiver in America? I think that might just be the perfect
1: question to ask at this point. Maybe even not. Maybe one of the best players in America. Uh, at this point, he's that good. He's hes the number two on two-person sports, but what he's got, um, obviously, his athleticism. You know, we saw that tough uh, catch he made going one-on-one versus the corner in that cover matchup. It was really impressive. It just shows how much of an athletic freak he is and how amazingly explosive he can change a team that instantly. He took a team that wasn't even originally in the top 25 and moved them up, like, what, 20 spots? That's the jury on Dickey effect right there. Yeah, he wasn't on the roster yet we didn't have them ranked
0: because of what they lost we know what they were capable of but just need to see it to believe it with new guys stepping up right it's just one of those things you got to see then he comes in they move to 16 now they're a top five team in the bay area look at that change within a two-week span as a program billy johnson that was a quarterback showed out showed up big time so did a lot of their other players that's a big time one but speaking of big time receivers how about alkalonics I know we'll have you kind of speak about Akalani's. You know, the way that, I guess that camaraderie, that leadership, togetherness, brotherhood is like, they're just growing up, everybody in Lafayette, Moraga, that area, growing up playing baseball, basketball, football, whatever it is, together for 10 plus years. What their receivers did, Paul Keener, over hundred yards. They didn't drop a pass. I know that was kind of the biggest thing he wanted to work on. No drops on this game. Trevor Rodgers, 80 yards, two touchdowns. He made some tough catches down the sideline. He's a big time receiver. Track guys, D1 offers in football from UMass, the Ryan Partridge connection again, right? I think these are two guys that can and will play power five football.
1: No, absolutely. They're only juniors, and those offers are definitely not the last. There's many more to come. Uh, Trevor Rogers, good size, good athleticism, quick uh, with the track, what happened in track with Ethan Torres, too. He had a pass broken up and an interception. Same with Trevor Rogers, and Kyle does look like a good Division One football player. Uh, with that speed they've got, uh, they're a uh, dangerous team. They held San Marino to 14 points. I know they lost their star running back, uh, James Green, at Fresno State. Uh, their quarterback moved over to Marin Catholic. But overall, this is still a very good team that are the defending state champs for a reason. And to have like a gutsy performance against them, especially on defense, honestly.
0: That so was. The guys they have on both sides of the ball, I really like what their quarterback showed, too. It's not easy to come in when Brady Hutchinson was there two years ago than Luke Sousa, but Sully Bailey showed some promise in the first half. Jake Paselli made a lot of big plays that second half. What they did, Ellis Berger is a D1 running back as well. I'm going to say that right now. That defense, though, Jack Giorgiani, a junior linebacker. I love, love, love this junior class of off Nine tackles. Gavin Bender, cornerback, all over the field making tackles. Ethan Torres, lockdown corner, made some big plays there too. Had an interception there. Trevor Rogers also had an interception in that game too. So I like what Akalani's brings on both sides of the football and a very well-coached unit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When you have um, never doubt Floyd Burns to run offense, that air attack is potent to any team. Uh, you have two deep threats in Rogers and Keener. And Ethan Torres should be mentioned up there and all the promise they have. And, and I think this team can go far. And this, next week's, matchup, this week's matchup again, so Dowd's really going to, Show what they've done.
0: Yes, it is. I like what they've got going. I Kyle Bolowski, too. Let's not sleep on that guy. Safety this year, moving to the back end of that defense. He's got the own promise there, too. So I like what Akalani's is going to bring to the table. And now, speaking of their game this weekend, let's get into our game predictions, too. Akalani's a Bishop of How is this one going week two?
1: I think Akalani's takes the uh, advantage if they can, you know, uh, work on. Um, they, picking apart that O'Dowd secondary, they do have some decent corners, but I think if they can get the upper hand on that, they win easily. Uh, O'Dowd's kind of young, but they've got promise to. I think O'Dowd's not going to go down without a fight. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Akalani just has too
0: much right now. O'Dowd will get there, they will, but it's tough week. You're playing Akalani's coming in with a lot of firepower, a lot of momentum. I think Akalani's the one's big in this one at O'Dowd. The next one, the nationally televised football game. De La
1: Salle, Sarah. I think De La Salle wins. Um, it's their, I mean, they usually um, they have this experience. They played one of the first ever nationally televised games against Long Beach Poly back in the day. But um, I think De La Salle wins this one, especially with the offense, the beer they got going. I like Carson Sui Sui. He's a really good quarterback, very athletic, can also play in the slot. He's got eight offers um, as an athlete. And that line is just incredible with Powers, Thompson, and Cooper Flanagan. This I, and Charles Grin in the backfield. That's just going to be a tough matchup for even Patrick Walsh to take on.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, this is Dela Salzier. I love what they have. Next year, ask me that same question, and let's see. Right now, though, I'm gonna. I'm with you. I'm on Dela. I think this game is going to be close, though. They're going to sew a Alpha footballs about on the national stage. I just yeah. love the Sal senior class. I love what they've got on the line, both sides. I think it's the day of time to take control of NorCal again after what was deemed, I guess, a down year there, which is a crazy, crazy thing to think about.
1: Yeah, especially when you have a prediction, a culture like the OSL. But on to the next one. We got a um, an interesting one, a rematch. Aptos and Campolindo. Campolindo making the long trip down to Santa Cruz, take on Aptos, a team that – beat them 48 to nothing last year on their home field. They want revenge. You know, Aptos, it's a really tricky matchup. We talked about this in the space with Ethan. Um The way they run that wing tee is really intricate, and Camp Lano needs to focus on countering that if they want to have a chance to get get revenge as from last year's loss. Yes, they do. I think Camp
0: Lano's got it. I like their senior leadership. Merle Catholic, I know they had a down year last year with that new coach, Keith Minor. We spoke about on Friday, too. He's a head coach. Won well, a lot of that, and all. I think he's going to bring real Catholic back up like they've been used to a few years ago. They had a few guys now playing D1 football Colorado, cal you name it. Campolono, though, Dash Weaver, Robbie masteroni I like their running backs, Brennan Comerford. I like Robbie Horst. He's just a tough guy you can really count on. Charlie Murren had a really big game last week, too. I think Campolono, I guess, gets that revenge is the way to put it. And they're going to show
1: that Camp football is once again a favorite. Yeah, and the eight three one is not to be taken lightly either. We saw what Salinas did to Clayton Valley, you know, with um, Zaya Hunter, Adam Schaefer. That's a great wide receiver uh, and quarterback connection. They have a Cal commit, uh, Hunter, but um, them and the eight three one and the eight three one with Aptos, that team is really good. They made they hung around St. Francis last year in the open division um, quarterfinals. It was the first round. They were the eight seed until um, Southern. St. Francis kind of blew, blew them out at the end. They were close. They were hanging by They had them cornered at one point. So I think Aptos is a really tough team and you definitely should not take that team lightly at all.
0: Yep. They're, they're good. They're a well-coached team. They showed it last year as well. I think Camp Londo has got too much though to win this and now in Oakland, McClyman's a season opener playing Bellerman. Bellerman is going to want to get back on track. That was a tough loss last week. You got to think they're going to respond tough, but. How does this one go in your eyes?
1: I I think uh, Bellerman wants that, wants, uh, revenge, wants redemption from last week, but McClymonds is also really good. I think it's a six and seven matchup. It's going to be really close. I honestly think McClyman's has the slight edge, though, with the way they're coached uh, with Michael Peters. They have JV on Thomas, who is a jet. Um, Tajir Golden's a good athlete. They've just... They've got the athletes there, and I think they can definitely take this game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I believe McClyman's wins this one. They did lose some guys, but what has Coach Peters always done? I have the utmost respect for him. So do I for Bellarmine's staff. Just McClyman's week one at home. I think they get the job done. Javion Thomas is a stud. They've got great line playing both sides of the ball, too. I like Bellarmine. I like what they got. The record's gonna be deceiving. But this prediction's for both of us. Bellarmine's going to be 0-2, but don't forget who, they're, who they who played: Memo, Atherton, McClymouth. But I do think this is a game that gets decided by a field goal in Oakland. And then the next one, Granada Heritage, the leader in the game of the week vote Heritage, a big one last week. Great class there. You got a sophomore quarterback that showed out too against Granada, coming off a tough loss, but a lot of excitement building out there in Ligman.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Granada, they have some promise. They... Kind of struggled a little bit last week with, um, against Reardon, but Reardon's just a well coached team, very tough. Uh, I know Quinn Boyd had some ups and downs, but I'm excited to see where this matchup goes. We so, you know Heritage, Devon Rivers had, th- had four touchdowns, over 200 yards rushing, and Jeremiah Rufin, four catches, 68 yards, a touchdown. They've got a lot of promise. Heritage is that good of a team. They can definitely take on Liberty this year. As for Granada, Kikoa Barcenas, um, Christian Klauser, uh, Quinn Boyd, you know, he won the an MVP award at Notre Dame camp. So they've got athletes, and I see Granada definitely competing for the Eball Valley spot. I'm with you
0: too. I just like Heritage too much. The team they've got this year, they're in year three with their coaching staff. They've got the culture really built there now. And Devon Rivers, I'm not going to pick against that kid. I can't pick against him and Jeremiah Ruffin. There's no perfect way to cover those guys. I know Granada's going to be mad again. I picked against them last week. They motivate you guys again. Heritage wins this game on the road. Heritage is going to be an impressive 2-0 beating two EBL Valley teams. Speaking of Salinas, playing Valley Christian. Valley Christian's first game without on Dickey. A tough one. Lost to Wilcox, who went to a state championship last year. It's Valley Christian
1: Salinas. I got to go with Salinas, honestly, with uh, the Ziya Hunter, Adam Schaefer, that connection again, how good, how well coached they are down in Salinas. They've got athletes out there and in Salinas, and I think they're going to win. They also, I believe, have an Idaho commit, a Hunter's a Cal commit. I think this team, um, Salinas goes to a no. I am with you on that. I think Salinas gets a
0: big time win there over Valley Christian starts off. The perfect record against some big teams, and the team may just beat Clayton Valley, looking for its first win of the season, won back-to-back league titles, facing Del Oro in another big-time non-league matchup.
1: Yeah, I mean Del Oro. I believe they're out from Desto Central Valley. It's tough football, but Clayton Valley, the way you know, if they're able to run those counters well, I know you got some new guys. You have Richard McKay. If he lines up correctly and they run the counters well, then they can definitely win and control the game. They're Pretty much unstoppable at that point. Uh, I do think they can get some revenge and uh, win that game.
0: Yeah, Clayton Valley is going to get this one. I have no concerns about them going forward. Salinas is a really great team. They lost it. And Clayton Valley is going to be a contender by the end and they'll sell their contender this weekend. A game you're going to. El Cerrito coming off a big one over Amador Valley held them to
1: three points, hosting Freedom on Friday evening. I got to say El Cerrito wins that uh, Warren Smith doesn't give an inch. He's tough. He's athletic. We know El Cerrito's had some great athletes over the years. Robert Freeman graduated last year. Antonio Hines was a fantastic running back. Uh, and I know Freedom's got Solange Featherstone, Herschel uh, Turner, and Jacob Wasso. yes, sits in games, but they've got a promise. And once they – five comes around, I think they'll definitely build up that new identity – and they'll get wins. But I think at this point, El Cerrito just has that proven culture. They have a good head coach, and they're going to win this.
0: Here's what's going to help Freedom going forward. This tough non-league schedule always helps you out. When you play tough teams, it only makes you better. Playing Marin Catholic, El Cerrito, back-to-back weeks to start To even Give them credit. They are not backing out from anybody. I just like El Cerrito too much. El Cerrito is going to win this game. But that matchup on the outside. Warren Smith, that El Cerrito secondary against these athletes, Freedom has – It's going to be a fun one to watch, and I'm sure there's going to be some fun videos on Twitter on that game. Now, How about Los Gatos playing Liberty? They had a comeback win in Brentwood over Liberty last year, went down 10, scored 31 straight points to win that game. I've got to think Los Gatos is
1: the favorite, but what are you seeing in this one? I mean, Los Gatos took a tough loss to one of Orange County's top teams, uh, Corona Del Mar from Newport Beach. Uh, They were a tough matchup going in. Los Gatos, they lose a great linebacker, Jake Ripp, and not Boise State. They do have a good receiver, good quarterback, and they do have a good team down there. They've only lost once in the regular season in the last um, two year two seasons. I got to give it to Los Gatos. I think they have the edge, but Liberty makes it interesting with Nate Bell, Deuce Carr, and all the other guys they got. And what Mike Cable did in week one was pretty impressive for a debut. Yes, it is. I love Los
0: Gatos' team, though. I think Los Gatos one's a very close one, though, in this one. That's going to be a fun one to watch. And then, how about Windsor traveling out to the Central Valley against another smaller school, technically? But this is always a powerhouse out there. They play for state titles and won them playing Escalon.
1: Escalon is going to be a really interesting matchup. They, they're they one and one. They beat DeMonte Ranch, a team they played. played last season, actually. And they lost by one point to Buchanan, the tough team from Clovis. We know they have uh, great athletics out there. Uh, I think this is going to be tough. Judson Anderson really showed up. Hunter Anderson's older brother. The Anderson brothers really uh, shined. I know they lost Damian Escarcega. They lost Chase Femeyer, Makai Johnson. But this team is not to be taken lightly. Windsor is not to be taken lightly, even with a new head coach, a new identity. Uh, they're going to put up a fight. I'm not honestly sure how this one goes, but I do think Escalon might just have the slight edge. Yeah, I'm going to go opposite this on this one with you. I'm going to go Windsor. I love what they showed. Put a
0: licking on Tampa Heights with new quarterback. That Anderson-Anderson Anderson connection, brothers. I love what Windsor's got with his coaching staff. This is a program. I know Paul Cronin is no longer the head coach, but I just love the trajectory of Windsor football going forward. I think this is another game where they make that statement loud and clear. We got a few more on the horizon there. We've got two WCAL teams playing teams from out in the valley. you have got St. Ignatius against Jesuit
1: and St. Francis against Monterey Trail. I think um, – wait, who, um, who plays Monterey Trail? St. Francis? Yes, sir. That's St. Francis okay. hosting Monterey Trail. I was impressed with what St. Francis did last week. Uh, Andrew Atkinson really balled out. Matt Dorey Jr. I'm impressed with them. It does look like they're going to throw the ball more. Uh, they looked sharp against a team like Central Catholic, a powerhouse out from the Central Valley. I think St. Francis gets the win um, against Monterey Trail.
0: I am with these so other. I love that they showed Matt already being healthy. He's huge. Keala Canena. You had Julian Kamal. You had all these guys in the back with the Andrew and that receiver. I love that secondary. I think St. Francis makes just enough plays. And St. Ignatius. These home night games, their second home night game ever, two weeks in a row hosting Jesuit. I think St. Ignatius makes just enough plays, but Jesuit's a great program as well.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I think what St. Fran- St. Ignatius did to Palo Alto was impressive. Palo Alto was losing, missing a lot of star- a lot of players, a lot of receivers, and if they have a new head coach. It's going to take some time to build up the identity. We know Devontae Adams went there. I I think on, but I think St. Ignatius has the slight edge in this one. I am with you. I love Mac McAndrews, that quarterback. He was
0: flawless in that game against Palo Alto. I think he continued this against a tough Jesuit defense. Now, our last game before we wrap this up, two really good programs.
1: Vacaville against Cardinal Newman. Well, Vacaville, um, I, I like what they're doing out there in the 707 with all the athletes they got out there. And Cardinal Newman's always been a football powerhouse. They were the runner-up in the D4 playoffs last year. I do have to say Cardinal Newman's just the perennial powerhouse, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them. But Vacaville could make things interesting. I think so too. Brady Motts really emerged onto the scene. I
0: just like Cardinal Newman. They were young last year. Most of those guys returned. I think a full off season with Richard Santos as a head coach proves a big there. I think Cardinal Newman wins this game as well. It's going to be a big grub one. They beat San Leandro last week, 34 to seven. I have Cardinal Newman. Going two and zero. Now, before we wrap this up, Noah, you got anything else you're really looking forward to heading into week two in the Bay Area for
1: high school football? I, I want to say I think that this week is really. I think this week's going to be a good week. I mean, there are some marquee matchups. Uh, it doesn't matter if you start zero and two, but you've got a lot of potential. Even if Bellman starts zero and two, they they play two tough teams: Menlo last and Mac, two of the best teams in the Bay Area. So I think this is really going to show a lot of prompt who's got it so far and who's kind of uh, still building that identity. But by week five, I think we're really going to know who's the contender and who's not. Yes, we will. And one of those teams
0: I think is a sleeper contender, Mitty. What they showed against Palma, 29-7, to big time win there. Wills Towers, 13 of 18, 245 yards, three touchdowns, two college commits out receiver, Danny Scudero, 145 yards. Ben Kim 63. I think MIDI is building back up as a program. And this is a team going into week two against Mountain View. Also coming off a big win over King's Academy, running backs, linebackers, quarterback, receivers. Everybody really showed out for Mountain View in that game. So that's another one I'm really looking forward to. But that wraps it up for this edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. Always thank you so much to Noah for coming on. Check out all of our content on Twitter and social media at West Coast Preps underscore this week. And all of our stories and content at westcoastpreps.com.